hit record because I'm really smart. And in case you don't know, um, camp has been through a lot of things lately. Um, we're in a new space. We have a new board. Lots of new people. We have my intern Nick here, but he's going to lurk in the background for now. Um, we're trying to teach him how to do everything, but I'm a talk show, so I'm like, oh, here's how to play music. Here's one song. <laughs> Um, for those of you that don't know, Quarter Life Crisis is basically an hour of me talking about random stuff. So usually I talk about, you know, things that are affecting my life. <laughs> um, because we have a guest on the show, I really like to delve into what the guest is like. <laughs> so Alex, prepare yourself. I think it's a really cool assumption. And I'm, I'm really <laughs> glad for the optimism and support and believing I could live for, uh, let's see. <laughs> More than 90 years for yeah. me, 24 times 4. Yeah, um, I had the Dean of Cal's on my show one time for an interview, and yeah. he talked about how, like, living to 100 is genetic. Mm. And I'm like, oh! You're like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe more like third life crisis. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I feel like I can live... Well, okay, so I'm 21, yes. so quarter... I think you could do 84. I, yeah, I think I could do it. With with modern advances in technology, oh, it oh. could be 100-something, but with modern advances in air pollution and climate change... Ooh, on topic. It's really, you know, how we... <laughs> I don't know. So, to introduce you guys to Alex, he is our mobile DJ director and our RPM director. So, now on top of that, he's also a computer science major, so you do a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, it's just cool stuff, right? <laughs> so how do you manage doing everything that you do? Like, what do you do to curb stress? Uh, besides having a nicotine addiction that I'm, <laughs> uh, actually I'm getting over right now. I think it's been like three days without. Hey, congrats. Tobacco, I know, yeah. But, um, how do I manage it? Uh, I've realized that I'm actually dumber than I think I am. Oh. <laughs> but that's helped me because now I write everything down. Oh, really? Okay. I'm a, very, I'm a visual organizer. Some people can do it in their heads. Yeah. But I've realized that I, I just can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I literally can't do it. So, you use your computer for a lot of things, I'm assuming. So, do you write things down digitally or literally or physically? Or actually literally physically. Wow. And what, I, what I've done, and like, so I have a little notebook planner thing yeah. that I, you know, I know I'm dumb, so now I plan ahead and I write <laughs> down all the dates ahead of time, like when you get your syllabus, right? But I also have a little like push pin bulletin board at home. Oh, wow. And all the things that I care about. So, I have one piece of paper for each of the classes mm -hmm. and for each of the positions I do. Wow. And I have a post-it note on each thing that I like. So now, I'm not going to say I'm up to date with it, though. That's I'm awesome, I'm not going to say, like, oh, yeah, like, cool, I took it out on time. Nah, things are up there that should be taken down pretty soon. But but that's unique. I've never heard anybody do that before. Yeah. And that sounds really cool, because then you can be, like, a conspiracy theorist and start wrapping red string around I everything. You get yarn now. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to do this for mobile DJ, but that relates to RPM. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That'd be cool. I'm going to throw you a really random question. Please, please. Um, I don't know if you were in... Were you in that conversation earlier today where I was talking about really weird things I asked people on the show? Um, I may, may have been on the tail end of it. Okay, so okay. what did you want to do when you were a child? I wanted to be a mad scientist. A mad scientist? Yes, a mad scientist. <laughs> like, do you want me to expound upon that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I thought it was so cool that, like all the like the villains and stuff they always make cool like minions or make cool like just like your cartoons and movies they just like <laughs> like literally put two test tubes together or whatever and they make like a huge muscled monster or whatever mm -hmm. but i was thinking like how cool would that be to actually do that with like <laughs> real life like if you just needed to manufacture a new i don't know like an organism that manufactured antibiotics just cuz I mean, like, <laughs> Whoa. why not, right? Or like some, some, some object or some like organism that like naturally produces like steel bones. I don't know, like. And but the thing is, there, there's bones. a snail that naturally produces like, well, naturally, what is it? Harvests iron particles from the environment and naturally coats its teeth with like iron. Oh my god! So there are things like that. It's a crazy snail. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a crazy childhood. Wow. So I feel like that kind of relates to what you're kind of doing now, though. So you're doing computer science. So yeah. like, it's like a mad science minus the mad part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you're right in that. Like the the potential for influence is there. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So. Yeah. 
what do you think is like the coolest technology that's coming out right now coolest technology yeah um that's a tough one i'd say a lot of the artificial intelligence and machine learning stuff is Mm -hmm. pretty mind-blowing um both in that like you can train them to do a lot of things but i think what's amazing is like at the at their base they're just math and statistics which is like crazy to me that those basic building blocks they're just grouping them in ways and like making them kind of route to each other in ways that just make crazy stuff yeah yeah i took a ai class and i was like wait i'm just figuring out how to do like the nine puzzle or whatever (laughs) um okay now part of the quarter life crisis mode so you like ai do you think that ai is going to eventually replace people for a lot of industry related things let me just say i think (laughs) a lot of people are going to be replaced not by just AI. Oh, the mad I, I scientist think, is coming out. <laughs> I think a lot of people need to be replaced in a lot of industries, actually. <laughs> so I actually talk about this a lot with people. Okay. I think innovation shifts our paradigm of responsibility up, right? Mm-hmm. So before, um, there used to be a profession like what, like horse carriage driver or something? <laughs> Woo! Right? And then those people, I bet there was a lot of horse carriage drivers, right? Yeah. And eventually the cars came along. Right. They became taxi drivers. They became taxi drivers, right? Yeah. And eventually, like, there's going to be a shifting of things up because the horse drivers, though, there was a lot more of them because it would take a longer time to get places. Mm-hmm. And so with each succession of a tool being improved, I think you need less of that tool to do the same amount of work, right? Eventually, the responsibility will shift completely. Like, now we barely even have to worry about, like, transcribing audio or writing things down yeah. or we just have Microsoft Word or computer to do that, right? <laughs> Or like cashiers at McDonald's. Have you guys been to McDonald's lately? No. There is like one cashier at the desk, but there's no like register there. There's like the touch screen. It's stuff, just touch screen right? stuff, yeah. and they're just there to help you. Dang. That's so weird. they're shifting the responsibility now from ordering. They're just all your manpower just making food now. Okay. So let's say hypothetically, yeah, people don't have to work anymore. Yeah. So that means people aren't making money anymore. Yeah. So how would you replace capitalism, which drives our society? So um, how would I replace capitalism? I think... (laughs) The show's going in a crazy direction. No, no, I like it. It's like, so to me, I think when society, when the shifting responsibility shifts all the way up, where we do literally barely any groundwork, Mm -hmm. the real question is, when will our creativity be replaced? Because to me, artificial intelligence, machine learning... As much as we like to say, like it's, it plans ahead and whatever it, it, you know, they, it can think. No, it's just using previous data to extrapolate, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we, humans, one thing that's going to be really hard to replace is our ingenuity and our intuition, and our quote-unquote soul. I don't know. Mm. So like, I think as long as we have applications and designing that come from those kind of things, I think we'll always have something that can be commodified that can be unique that will make us compete against each other wow i don't know i think it's down the tough line. competition <laughs> I, I mean yeah dude there's some smart people out there i don't know wow okay yeah. completely shifting gears now um down, down for it yeah so you seem like a highly motivated person you're uh, shaking your head no n- nope. <laughs> nope. really see i feel like you do a lot of things so there has to be like some motivation behind that I think what's funny is that I think I just like these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel super... Uh, okay, let me put it this way. <laughs> I used to work really hard at a job I didn't like that much but didn't know. And I thought that made me really motivated and really... Uh, it made me feel good about myself. Like to, you had a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I realized like you don't have to feel good working hard at something you don't like. You don't have to feel like oh, like I'm virtuous because I can do something I don't like for a long time, (laughs) you know? I realize it makes your life a lot easier if you just kind of do something you like, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's that's that. Like I've I've realized I'm a lot simpler than that and I just need to do things that I like, you know? (laughs) So how do you, let's say, you know, for a lot of freshmen, I think it's hard for them to kind of figure out what they like, especially when they're shy. So how do you go about doing that? Uh, Like finding out what you like. That's going to be, okay, like, to me, I think it's going to be, like, a simple answer, but to me, it was really hard to find it like this, but just to be honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. like, my entire childhood, up until I was, like, 20, I was not honest with myself. 
I told myself I liked doing a certain thing. And by certain thing, I mean, I told myself I wanted to be really competitive at school. And I told myself I really wanted to be a doctor. And I told myself, you like seeming really smart and you like to be like a high achiever. Yeah. But what I honestly wanted to do during that time was just party. Like, <laughs> I, I wish I was honest and just tell, tell, told, told my parents, like, I just don't want to go to school right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, actually partied and got it out of my system. Yeah. What I ended up doing was just partying anyway, <laughs> failing at what I told myself and everyone that I wanted to do, right? So I failed on that front. Well, when you're partying and you're not succeeding in what you want, well, guess what? That's just escaping. Mm-hmm. That's not actually enjoying yourself. But anyways... No, yeah, this is like exactly what this show is about. Yeah. So Yeah, so when I was honest with myself, after that I could actually like choose to do and if like other things that came up didn't align with what I was being what I wanted to do, then I just didn't do it. And Yeah. That's it. Wow. I feel like you really touched on what I think a lot of people have dealt with, especially like um, a lot of people have parents, you know, that are expecting them to become like a doctor yeah. or a lawyer, even if it's not what they expect. And I think because you and I were older, yeah. So yeah. like we kind of realize that like it's your life and you're gonna do what you want to do, yeah. Um, whether you realize it They're or not, not yeah. Because I remember um, it was last year, and I was talking to a girl, and she said that she was doing engineering and I was like oh awesome like why yeah. do you want to do engineering and she's like well my parents want me to <laughs> and I said you one. are gonna burn out so quickly and um I got lucky in that you know I did AP comp sci in high school and I really liked it yeah and honestly though feeling now like I'm kind of getting burnout um mm. so I used to really enjoy programming but now it just feels like a chore yeah and so i'm i'm not i'm trying to figure out you know how to kind of get that spark back i don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that um i mean definitely i think well one our field is (laughs) like yeah so i'm in computer science right and like you know more than anyone like sometimes you are just it is just a grind right Mm -hmm. i think what's important is sometimes though like to give context to yourself i don't know that I get burnt out still. So clearly this advice is like, this is how my coping is, not a solution. <laughs> but sometimes to, to get a big picture of what I'm doing again, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I think about why I'm doing this, it almost puts like an expiration date feeling on it. So now it's like, oh, the motivation is the time now, not what I'm doing, but the end goal. Yeah. But, so what yeah. is motivating you then? Um, more than anything, the freedom and the resources to do what I want when I graduate. Okay, so like what? What in particular? Uh, so like my dream is to actually work on music as a hobby full time. Oh, sweet. And like work out and not be worried about that. But more than, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's weird. But like, so computer science, I love it. But mm-hmm. in, at the end of the day, your career, some people live for their career, right? But for me, my career is going to be a tool for me to live the rest of my life, you know? And I don't know, like what I want to do is work out go to music festivals, make music, and not worry about money, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, oh, contributing to society. That's a big one, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like with our careers, what, you're going to go to aerospace, mm-hmm. engineering. I mean, that's a definite contribution to steps forward in society. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because, like, I what you said about, you know, using – your career as a means to an end. I feel like I've heard that more and more often. Um, One of my close friends is the exact same way. And then another one is a complete workaholic. So (laughs) it's really interesting how you mentioned that like some people's careers literally are their life. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'm worrying that like school is becoming that for me. And I think I need to kind of reprioritize my life. Yeah. you know, that's the point of the show is like quarter life crisis. I mean, so you, I talk out my thoughts. Do you mind if I ask you questions? Now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sure. So I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned school is becoming your life. Yeah. Um, so as general manager of this <laughs> this organization, so as general manager, <laughs> how how is school becoming your life? I feel like you're pretty good here. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I. Like, school is my life, and I'm including, like, clubs under that umbrella. Okay, because, okay. 
Um, you know, the whole whole point of me being in these leadership roles is so that way I can provide to the next generation of students that come here. Yeah. So I got really lucky in that I was general manager during a big transition period. And I feel like this new space that we're in, these new booths that we're in are really going to contribute to the next generation of students. Um, so like, I love camp. It is like not school related, but it really is because, you know, I want it to be as successful as it can be. And so right. it almost feels like a job. I mean, <laughs> it is a job. You it are is, getting yeah. paid. That's true. You're getting I'm paid. I'm getting paid burrito money. <laughs> You're getting paid the big bucks. To... <laughs> I guess my other thing too. So my, my question, so this is a question about like a binary thing is like what the, uh, the school is one. There's another the other that is the like other. <laughs> so what is the other like what would you rather yourself be doing i don't know that's a an interesting question someone asked me what i like to do outside of school and when i realized that i paused for way too long i was like this is actually kind of a problem like an existential crisis yeah yeah like <laughs> i love video games but they're like so mindless and like that's i guess i just go home and i literally unplug like i just play minecraft for like way too long <laughs> i have an emotional bond with my cat on minecraft so i feel obligated to feed her and give her the best life this, but is, then, this is a virtual cat yes a virtual okay, cat her name cool. is cinnamon and she's a calico and i love her that's adorable but yeah i go home and i just like literally unplug because i just get so exhausted but then at the same time like when i was a kid i used to draw and yeah. write a lot and like i just haven't had that in so long yeah but at the same time i think it's when you get older you are more i don't know what the word is i guess nervous even around yourself yeah. very especially in engineering and science you get very self-critical oh yeah because you're so used to like wanting to do the best you're so solution driven yes That's like our yeah field. that yeah. is the yeah it's like either your code works or it doesn't <laughs> yeah i think you touch on a really good point for like our generation mm -hmm. um like i don't think we give enough credit to just unplug yeah if you're not doing a, like a ton of things well like it's like what are you doing with your time well and that's okay here's my old lady mode i yes. go into old lady mode on this show even though i'm not old right sometimes i'm like these kids and one of the things i've been talking to people about is imagine if you didn't have your phone think about how many less responsibilities and issues would come up in your life right it's crazy. It's, cra it's crazy. It's like you wouldn't have someone messaging you at like 11.59 being like, oh my gosh, do you have the answers to homework three? And you're like, no, Rebecca, I haven't yeah. started it. <laughs> <laughs> it's due at 8 a.m., but I haven't started it. <laughs> it's, it's like a crazy double-edged sword because also without it, we couldn't do as many things as we wanted to also. Mm -hmm. I guess like... It I couldn't look at dog memes all day. How, right. would, I, how would I live? <laughs> yeah, well, how, we couldn't, you know, just spam our meme, you know, our, our, our group our group chats yeah. with ridiculous memes, right? Yeah, I lurk in the group chat now, though. I'm pretty bad. I'm, I'm a lurker on a lot of things, though. Uh, you're, 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 you're a, what is it? You're a connoisseur of, <laughs> <laughs> you are not an interactor, you're a connoisseur. <laughs> I'm just like a golem, I'm just never, I never open anything, and then I open, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Close, close. <laughs> and then you randomly screen record things. <laughs> yeah, it was stuck on there, and I was like, what the hell? I can't, <laughs> I can't stop I was like, I, I hope they don't think I'm a narc or something. Like, oh, he narkin, what's happening in the camp I'm Snapchat? Takashi69 in this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm not part of Nine Trey Bloods for the record uh I know your honor <laughs> uh ali is in fact a part of the trace you know i've i figured out a career that i can go into if mm. all else fails okay a court stenographer a court stenographer is that the person yes. that draws the no 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 oh, oh, okay. <laughs> i wish i wish i That'd had that cool. capability i want to draw takashi 69 no um they're the ones that type Oh, everything that's happening okay okay yeah. i like freak people out because i'll be like having a conversation with them and i'm just typing like the whole thing out and people are like what is happening because <laughs> uh i do a lot of interviews and yeah, yeah. so when i interview people like i want to know what they said when i look back at my notes because if i just put like he was chill like i'm not gonna know what i meant by that no that is a crazy skill <laughs> yeah so um because i'm really glad i can do that because i had an interview and i asked the guy what animal best represents you and why and okay. he said the most hilarious answer he said a panda because i'm half asian and half white and they're also asian and they're also a little white 
That's true. <laughs> that, I mean, he's not wrong, but like, it's like whoa, <laughs> is he going? Does he just see himself as skin color dependent? Then you know, like, yeah, it was, did, did he give did he that. give any other reason for the character? Well, he said that they chill and eat a lot, and he said that he's like that, which I, I feel. I, that. I feel that. What animal best represents you, and why? Um, we're touching on some awesome topics. <laughs> Two things. One. I automatically categorize people as animals when I meet them, actually. Oh, it's like synesthesia or whatever? Yeah, but I just know what animal they look like to me. But anyways, um, (laughs) I see myself as like a dog. Okay. What kind of dog, though? There's so many breeds. Yes. So funny you mention that. It's like a golden retriever Mm. or uh, maybe like a like a happy pit bull you know like pit bulls are like <laughs> yeah they're like super like needy and like affectionate and they just like want to eat they have great smiles right they have really cute smiles and oh. so like for me like yeah like i smile all the time and i just like i want i i like to i feel like i'm happy hyper all the time and like but then i'm when i crash i crash hard and like dogs Ooh. you know and like i don't know i'm like kind of furry <laughs> I wish this, like, we should, like, Twitch stream the, the thing so people could see you rubbing on your leg. Uh, yeah, I know. I just had to, I had to confirm, you know. <laughs> it, it was there It was there before, yet it might not be here now. Oh, deep. Right. Yeah. So then, wait, so you said you can look at people? And I just think of, like, them as animals. So yeah. am I, like, what am I, like, a hamster? Well, no, you're, like, a snow leopard. A snow leopard? Yeah. That's and so he, cool. she, she happens to look like one, too. Uh, it's because I'm so pale. Well, all your eyes are, like, icy, oh, and your hair is, okay. like, a really, like, white blonde like pale so like yeah. it reminds me of like not only like their fur but like mm. like iciness in general you know what's interesting is yeah. i know a lot about snow leopards and that's because i okay you know like those like earth documentaries oh yeah like, there was yeah. one that was that had a snow leopard segment and it made me cry like a baby because huh. snow leopards will give birth and the male immediately leaves of course of course okay Um, (laughs) but then the mom takes care of the baby Mm -hmm. but then when the baby reaches a certain age they drift apart and they never meet again wow and because there's so little of snow leopards it's just such a lonely life and i feel so bad for them but also like mood so wow i mean like it's both (laughs) empowered like loneliness is empowering yeah the women are like crazy awesome but feminism 2019 single mothers all of them (laughs) she's shaking (laughs) hopefully i won't be a single mother hopefully i I won't be a mother for some time (laughs) the the other thing too i said snow leopards is also like you know you're not only like I mean, this is like a meme at this point, but like <laughs> women in engineering and computer science, in my opinion, like, I don't know, you're killing it. Like, you're actually like, you're killing like, it. I, I don't want to say it's from that thing, but like you are killing it. And like, you know, Thanks, you're, you're my boss. So it's like, oh, like I know, I strong went from woman. Your little section leader student to your boss. In the span of a semester. I know. But yeah. crazy how life changes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope that was on point. I don't know if you can. No, yeah, that's, yeah. it's funny because um, I, when I was asked it four years ago, I said a tiger, but that was just because I had Chinese food the day before <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the year of the tiger. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's more accurate because I do feel like I'm more of a big cat than a dog. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm a dog, but I'm definitely way more of a cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. you, have a, you have a calico. Yeah, oh I have a calico God, named so. Cinnamon. She's got the two different eye colors, whatever that yeah, they, condition's called. But uh, Heterochromia. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, wow. Big words. <laughs> <laughs> Big brain moves. <laughs> okay, my next question yes. is, a ima- well, actually, let's get into the, the scenario. Okay. You're, you're hanging out with your friend who's a blind person. Okay. And they go, hey, man, what's the color yellow like? What do you say? So they're blind, right? Yeah, they've never seen anything in their life. This is a tough one. <laughs> this is like you could think of red as like heat, right? But like yellow is like, mm-hmm. man, yellow. Um, <laughs> this is what we ask in in the interviews for engineering yellow. student council. So I've been asking this to yellow. everyone all week. Man, yellow. Okay. Um, so what I characterize as yellow is bright but bright has connotations <laughs> of like you know light visuals. and light has visuals right uh yellow man like <laughs> i i'll be honest like i want to say like i would have him touch like a sunflower or something oh. but the thing is a lot of flowers just feel like that and i could categorize that feeling as velvety too yeah and that by velvety i would go to purple or velvet you know hmm. um if there was a way i could combine like some light sun like the feeling of light sun and give him a sunflower (laughs) and like 
maybe like maybe like touch him with a feather <laughs> that's hey, like all, all, all these things together is is yellow i don't know maybe hmm. i don't know that's, that, that's a tough one no um you gave very similar answers to what a lot of people say a lot oh, of people say okay. the feeling of the sun on your skin but then there's there's my answer which i'll give at the end but okay. there's one person said and this made me sad they said it's when you go to the beach but you forget your towel Hmm, that's like a sickly yellow <laughs> it's like it's like you're excited and then oh yeah great that little thing so i think i've only met i think two other people that mm. have the same immediate reaction as me and it is yellow is a neurotic color a neurotic color it's neurotic caution tape is yellow true true lysol wipes are yellow <laughs> well the packaging well the is. packaging is, yeah. <laughs> but like it's a very neurotic strong yeah. color like lemons when you bite into a lemon you're like <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> it's when you feel something like sharp, sharp. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so, I, see. Huh. I think yellow is a very neurotic color and i also have a bitter relationship with it because of my skin tone and my hair i can't wear yellow it washes me out. <laughs> I was going to say, you might wash that out. Yeah. It's just one color. Yeah. That is actually fascinating. Like, panic actually is like a yellow. It feels yes. yellow. You're right. Yellow Anxiety is might be... Yellow. Whitish yellow, yeah. Yeah. So, when I asked someone who's into fashion, they asked me what tone of yellow. They were like, what yellow is it? And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Because if I think of, like, a paler yellow, then I would think more of, like, the warmth of the sun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Or, like, uh, yeah. 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 I'm with you there. Okay. Shifting gears again, because my brain is so always, like, a highway with I'm down. random exits I pass and miss, and then I have to do a U-turn in the middle of the highway. <laughs> more, more power to you. More power <laughs> to you. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, we were talking about... Um, when you're at a concert, yes. What do you primarily do when you're at a concert? Not a festival, but a concert. Yeah. Um, primarily. Do you just go yay, and then you uh, stand around, or? So like, I think it depends on the kind of music too, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, um, it sucks. But ever since I got I got in like music production, I just think about like how good everything's like. I think of the work it took to get things to sound that good. Like even like if it's a live band, I just uh -huh. think like man, like I pay attention to the acoustics. I pay attention to like Ooh. how everything is mixed, and I think I, I wish I didn't do that. It's like <laughs> it's like becoming aware of your own breathing. Oh, it ruins mm. breathing for you, and so now I've ruined live music for myself. In a so sense. do you like when you're analyzing it? Are you moving in any way? Or yeah, are you literally I, um, just like for the most part. <laughs> I make myself just dance and forget about it. Okay. But like, like I, actual dancing? Like actually dancing. Actually like, dancing. So like like I can shuffle, I uh -huh. do whatever, you know, hip hop, you know, just like whatever. Crunk. Like some you know, just, pop and just, lock. Just, just pop and lock <laughs> in, right? But if it's like a down like if it's down tempo stuff or like, you know, mm -hmm. I kinda just like close my eyes, let myself enjoy it and just drift. Um oh. and like <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I always be like, oh, my God, this is so good. It's like my friends, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, I'm just trying to enjoy it, right? Awesome. What, yeah. What other answers did you get? Like, what, what other things do people do? Well, I mentioned this on my show before is I went to a concert and the girls next to me filmed the entire concert. <laughs> Like, were they, like, paying attention to or were they, like? No, they were just on their phone. They propped it up and they sat back. And just filmed the entire concert okay. and they were younger than me which yeah. I, I was assuming i was like oh they're using this for internet clout they're like oh look at the concert i was at yeah but it's funny because then like i was like the older person and i'm over there like headbanging and like <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs who was this it was 21 pilots so a pretty common huh. band yeah um and then i went to a vampire weekend concert and pretty much same thing just like woo yay singing along but then everybody there was older. So I guess Vampire Weekend has a lot of like middle-aged fans. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, I was at Austin, uh, Texas when oh. at that show. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> but um, I noticed that the older people were at that show, the more likely they were to dance and sing. Right. So I'm like, 
is like younger people just more in for the internet clout because i feel like most of them are the ones that are like whipping out a giant ipad to like yeah. to take a video no i i think you're on something like when you're older right your time means a lot more to you yeah so i think maybe like older people for those for bands and live music if they're going like they're there because they actually are invested in it. Yeah, and like I feel like when you get older, you realize you're not gonna be watching those videos back. At least I don't. Hi, Mike. <laughs> and, and more importantly, I think you know people don't give a. They don't. Yeah, uh, care they don't care to yeah. show. Like if you show it to them, you like not just gonna... tap through their snap right. story at Lightspeed. Oh, when ASMR. When you're younger, yeah. When you're younger, you think people <laughs> care more. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's you know we got paparazzi. We're in a we're in a fishbowl now at the station. So Mike Camarillo, our advisor, likes to take pictures when yeah. people are in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I that's something I always like to come back to is just like internet clout. Yeah, is like I think something a lot of people care about, but I've never really gotten into that. I'm a very private person, so I don't yeah. like putting that out there. Um, I think. Are you first of all? Are yeah. you a hype beast? Are you an internet clout person? Um, <laughs> I used to think I was, but now I've realized. Like, I think I, it would be cool, but I'm too lazy. Yeah, I'm real. I have more things to care about, you know. And like, <laughs> I feel like the people that actually put time into that are either losers or that's their career. Ooh, and like, Alex coming out with the L word. You know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it takes a lot of effort. I think to maintain a following and maintain content yeah for internet clout or whatever and it could be anything right mm-hmm. so for your career if you're an artist that needs clout for any kind of social thing i'm well then you're an artist that's your job yeah but like i think there was like this thing done on instagram or twitter or something mm-hmm. and it was like like looking at followers and like asking people with humongous amounts of followers like what their actual job was and it was a surprising amount just didn't do anything Ooh. or like worked at like mcdonald's <laughs> or like walmart or mcdonald yeah like they just had more time on their hands and could focus on hmm. clout chasing <laughs> i don't know clout chasing yeah i <laughs> don't know that's funny <laughs> <laughs> no i yeah i feel like a lot of the clout chasers now like i don't know how to word it they they try to make their lives seem very complex and difficult mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, like, it makes relatable content, but, like, how much of that is true half the time? That's, that's the crazy thing. Like, I like think, my life's boring. Yeah. Like, I I wouldn't have enough content to post. Like, yeah. I guess my content would just be, like, thinking about dogs, hit send, like, every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your Twitter's just, like, a stream of consciousness, like, how do I, how long do I microwave this? <laughs> yeah. What wine pairs best with ramen or, like... <laughs> <laughs> feel this really sticky cheese. <laughs> it's like, should I feel this ache at 20, <laughs> 21, 21 yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's a big problem for our, like, I know our generation too. Like, mm-hmm. the people that are most visible clout chasing on there give unrealistic expectations and just make people yeah. feel bad for themselves. Yeah, for real. Um, I used to be, well, hmm, how do I word this? I don't really care about being popular on the internet, Yeah. but I like supporting my friends when they are. So I actually had to do something about it <laughs> this summer because um, I had Instagram mm-hmm. and I made it a point to like everyone's posts every day. Mm. But <laughs> it was so bad that I wouldn't even wait for the post to load. I would just like it. Like as soon as I saw someone like, post anything just double tap Hmm. and so it just was like such a time suck and like half the things that like people would post it would just annoy me which is like cynical old lady syndrome and so i deleted instagram Mm -hmm. this summer like just the app so like you could still look at my engineering posts right i post really interesting things on instagram i'll double check now i actually (laughs) haven't looked at that but yeah i post like once in a blue moon it's Mm -hmm. like i went to ireland okay bye uh (laughs) but then um i deleted it and so i didn't think anybody would care right right? because it's like all i do is like your posts but i came back to school and i ran into someone i kind of talked to right right and they were like you didn't like my instagram post and I was like, yeah, I deleted the app. And they're like, well, re-download it and like it. Wait, wait, I was like, what? Yeah. I did not know people actually were like that. People what? are actually like that. And that I know people crazy. like that. I was like, whoa. I thought like everyone would be like, okay, cool. Like 
she's gone or maybe didn't even notice most people probably didn't notice so it's like but some i mean if i could ask a personal question for this person like do they need a lot of validation in their daily lives probably they they strike me as the type and like i feel like i need a lot of validation and attention but like I just, I don't have the sort of confidence to, like, ask, ask someone. <laughs> hey, can you like my post? That, to me, it's like a dignity thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this today. They're like, how many people do you keep close to you? Right. So, how many people would you say you keep, like, really close? Like, you tell them everything. At this point, it's probably, <laughs> like... <laughs> Probably like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, what about when you were younger? What would you say? More people or less? Probably three or four as well. But oh, really? Okay. But the people I wanted to, wanted keyword wanted was more. <laughs> huh. I wanted to be closer to more people. Okay. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that I want less and less people to be close to me. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I was a kid, I told everyone everything. I'm really bad at hiding things. So (laughs) if you ever want me to throw you a surprise birthday party, don't ask me because I will tell you it's happening. Right, right. I just get really excited about things. Right. But so, yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, back in middle school, like I told all my friends everything and it was messy as usual because it's middle school. Right, Hormones. Of course. High school a little bit less but still like my drama crew and then now that i'm older it's like my mom that's it that's <laughs> the literally <laughs> literally me literally and it's like it's so interesting though now because as i'm getting older you know it's like well i can't talk to my mom about everything and like um the friends that i do talk to i don't like to portray weakness huge thing yeah but it's like to be a good leader you have to show that you're also human and so i'm trying to like learn that and be like hey like my life's a mess too dog so don't worry (laughs) like like displaying humanity without showing your weakness like vulnerability without weakness yeah and it's tough because you're like it you need an outlet and so it's like you want to like show people like hey i'm personable and stuff but then like it's, it's so much easier being private because then there's no drama it's even though you. I don't have any reason for drama yeah <laughs> but like people don't need to be telling other people your business so it's like that's it's kind of a paradox it is it is a paradox and I think for you especially as you know hard science is, is your your field we're in a very liberal <laughs> space in the radio and music and I yeah. feel like it's that's it is like a dichotomy and paradox wrapped into one. Yeah, because um, I think because I'm an engineer, a lot of people anticipate me being stoic about a lot of things, <laughs> which makes sense. But like, it's so interesting because then I tell them like, no, like I do the radio. And they're like, what? Like, what do you do? <laughs> well, my friend Edward is like the definition of an engineer. He only listens to one artist and it's Poppy. Really? Is it Edward the Edward? <laughs> yes, the Edward. Okay, yes, gotcha. you know Edward. Yeah. Yes. So Edward is like the definition of an engineer. You know, I, he's, can, I can agree with that. He's very dedicated to his work now. He only listens to Poppy. H- who does he listen to? Poppy. Oh, literally Poppy's Poppy. the person. Huh. Like, like the, I'm a, Poppy, girl. No, I don't know this person. I got to look at this person. Oh up. my gosh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to provide context. We got to provide context. All right. Poppy is not the artist you would expect um, because she's a little crazy. Oh, I have like no internet. No worries. (laughs) It's we got some people coming in. Ooh, it's popping at camp. Poppy made people popping. (laughs) Poppy make people pop. Uh, Let's see if I can find her iconic "I'm Poppy" video. I wonder if they have a they have a question. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It might be someone that's after us. It may be. Uh, okay, my visuals. So. This is Poppy. I'm 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 Poppy. Uh, I am Poppy. I'm okay. Poppy. Yeah, so very unique. She listens to that person? <laughs> yeah, but she has actual music. No, but, but like it's fascinating to me that he he listens to the, that kind of personality. I yeah. did not I thought he'd be like an alternative or soft rock kind of guy. No, she's like very just like drone electronic, I would say. Interesting. Which is like he said like I can tune out easily to her, which makes sense. That makes sense. So it's okay. like, yeah. So anyways, it's, uh, I don't even remember what we are talking about anymore. Cause I, uh, like I said, I'm going 800 miles down yeah. the highway. Which, do you want to shift to another gear? 
I was going to actually tell you. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. Okay. I've only driven on the highway twice in my life. Like including the 10? Including I-10. Is the other one... <laughs> no, just I-10. Like I've only driven on I-10 twice. Oh, well, okay. You're, you're, you, have you, how often have you been outside of Arizona? Oh, quite a bit. But like flying then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm a flyer. Right, right, right. So if you're not road tripping that much, you know. It's like I can't – I don't feel like I could road trip alone. So that's part yeah. of it. And like I always just go, can you give me a ride? <laughs> <laughs> like my poor mom shuttles me to Phoenix like all the time or like my friends do for yeah. like trips. I mean, dude, like the thing is humans didn't need a car – or, how, how, this is gonna be a really stupid analogy, right? <laughs> but Takashi Six Nine, yeah, that guy doesn't have his driver's license. Really, he's never driven ever. Whoa, how crazy is that? Do just other people drive him then? Actually, no, he's driven like six times in his life, though. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, like, goes to show, like, if you need to make things work, you <laughs> figure out a you'll way. You'll figure it. Yeah, out. you'll figure it out. Yeah, I um, I, I'm always surprised at how many people are super shocked by it, though. They're always like. How do you do anything? I'm like, have you lived in Tucson? Like, you don't need to use yeah, the Tucson. <laughs> well, you can't use the highway in Tucson for the most part. <laughs> you have to go to the edge of town. Yeah, to literally. I don't know. It's it was a culture shock for me. Yeah. To come here, actually. Because you're from. So California, California, you need to use yeah. the freeway to get to anywhere that you anywhere. care about. Yeah, which yeah. is like the highways there are terrifying. They, really, mm, yeah. <laughs> People yeah. drive crazy. They drive fast. Yes. But they drive predictably. Oh, yeah. what do you mean? Like, to just me, predictably aggressive? Predictably aggressive, sure. Okay. But here, I feel like it's slow but unpredictable, oh and that God. puts me at ease. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, unease, sorry. Yeah, I unease. was like, ease? Whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> living life on the edge <laughs> puts yeah. you at ease? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm about to um, move to Phoenix for my job when yeah. I graduate, so uh -huh. I'm like, I should probably learn how to drive on the highway, because, like, they have pretty good highways there. I think you'd be, I think you'll be okay. Like, it's... Yeah. The highway actually makes it really easy to drive, I think. I should just fly everywhere. Just waste <laughs> jet fuel. You should buy... Pollute the earth. You should buy one of those jet packs, the new ones <laughs> they're coming out with, that you can actually fly places. Oh. How cool would that be? That would be crazy. Iron yeah. Man into work. <laughs> I feel like I'd be super scared, though. I have a really bad fear of heights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I can ride roller coasters, because, like, You're it's over. Bolt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, like, oh. I don't know if I could fly in the I air. I actually have a fear of heights, too. Really? So, yeah. Okay. But you're right. Like, maybe you could, like, skim the ground, but I guess that would defeat the purpose of the jetpack. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you have any other weird fears? <sighs> yes. Um, so, like, have you heard of thalassophobia? No, what's that? Fear of, like, the deep ocean and things that, oh. like, entail that. So, like, I did water polo, and I, you know, I can swim and yeah. the whole thing, but, like, Looking straight, it's kind of, it's related to the fear of heights where I'm looking mm -hmm. down and it's the thing, the difference is I don't know what is underneath me and that is freaky. Yeah. Like, that is just so freakish to me. <laughs> like I hate, my biggest fear is of the unknown and like that mm -hmm. is the unknown in reality. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have that fear, but I feel like a lot of scientists and um, STEM people yeah. have a fear of being out of control. So that's why a lot of engineers have a fear of flying. Oh, yeah! I did not know that. So I kind of have a fear of flying. Not really, because mm -hmm. like I work for planes. I work on planes. You, you're, you're aerospace. <laughs> yeah, I work commercial aircraft. Yeah. But uh, I know that it's certified, like it's totally safe, but like being out of control drives me insane. Uh, I, I can... <laughs> I can identify with that. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. It's something about like you can't save the situation. Right. Like it's not up to you, which is. Yeah. Is that why you're general manager? Do you like being in control right now? <sighs> no, um, I like being general manager because I figured, no, not to like toot my own horn or anything, right. but I wanted someone like me who's really passionate about camp to be in charge of the move right. <laughs> when oh, that was yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. So when I found out that nobody else really wanted to step up to the plate to be GM, I was like, I'll do it. Like, I like working with admin and I like making sure camp <laughs> is alive. Yeah. So. I mean, we're here, so clearly... <laughs> we're did, still you, here. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job, I think. Um, my, my final topic, which okay. is like a really dark note, but... I'm going to end on this note because I read this article mm -hmm. 
and it was about people that deal with existential crises, mm -hmm. but more from the fact of being able to remember your own mortality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you ever like have thoughts about that where you're just like, wow, I could just like be gone? All the time. <laughs> like funny you mentioned that like, so uh, like I've been thinking about that a lot lately actually mm -hmm. because like I just got out of like a really pretty like relationship that meant a lot to me, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize how little thought I'd been giving to myself in like that time. Yeah. So then now that I'm out of it, I've been, like, thinking about, like, myself more. Mm -hmm. And, like, a, a huge thing, a question I've been asking myself, but it's, like, super scary still, actually, because I'm not following up on what this entails. But, like, if I died right now, like, would I be okay with my loved ones and friends, like, Ooh. going back over my life, going through my belongings, looking mm -hmm. at what I've done? Would I be okay with that? Interesting. I've been thinking about that a lot. And like, like skeletons in the closet type aspect like, or more yeah. of just like them being proud of what you've done? Um, skeletons in the closet type. Oh, like, like emotional. What secrets are you hiding? I don't know, but like what if like they, they go through my phone? Like what if they go through my physical apartment and like there's mm. things that like I know would disappoint my parents, <laughs> but like there's things that might surprise people and like things like that. And it's like, well, am I really being honest to myself if I'm ashamed like what I mean, like I, I, like a thing I've been asking ex existentially is like, at what level of privacy and shame, like, how much is that is okay for us to have? Mm -hmm. Like, how much shame are we allowed that like we don't want other people to know about, but mm -hmm. we're okay with ourselves? I don't know. That's no, a, yeah, we're kind of coming back full circle to like yeah. our privacy thing. That's interesting because yeah. for me, the impenetrable sense of doom that is mortality, I think about more of. Um, uh, like someday I will stop thinking. Oh yeah. Uh, what will that be like? What 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 next? Like what is that? Is it just yeah. silence? Like it's just like I think something like, like so crazy. Not even not even. I think it's like nothing. Like yeah. Just go back to unbeing. So how is that? It's I don't so freaking like, know. <laughs> it's so mind boggling. Yeah, it's like removing a sense. But instead of removing a sense, you're removing an entire, like, collection of conscious. And it's like, you're gone. Like, you're just, that's it. Like. And, like, people, people say that a lot of people's motivations in life is to be remembered for something. But yeah. it's like, why, if you're not going to be around? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like. <laughs> I'm looking at Nick, like, you're just sitting <laughs> you're in freshman, on freshman, what do you think of this? <laughs> so, it's like. Say with your scenario, yeah. you're not going to be around to see if people are ashamed of you or whatever yeah. or not. So why does it matter? I guess like if you heard that saying like people die three times. Oh no, what is that? First time is when you actually die. Mm -hmm. Not you, sorry. <laughs> a, a I'm person. dying right now. <laughs> yeah. First person, first time is when a person dies. Second time is when everyone they knew or cared about dies. Mm. Third time is when any record of them ceases to exist. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So like a phone book with your name in it is enough to keep you alive. Cause yeah. someone will read that and utter your name or something, you know? Whoa. But eventually no records of you will exist. That's that is so crazy. Quick, someone engrave my name in the <laughs> in, soil. <laughs> someone sear my name into the, the, the bar, iron ball in the center of earth. Yes. <laughs> Build Minecraft in real life and just engrave everything. I mean, that's, that's a cool topic in and of itself, like <laughs> virtual selves. Oh, that's like that's a, a that Black topic. Mirror episode. Yeah, <laughs> several of them. Yeah. I uh, can't watch that show. It's I wish I could. Too real almost. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even that. It's just like, I don't know. Is Sometimes, it too outlandish for you? It's not that it's too outlandish. It's that hmm, I feel like they really hit you over the hammer. Oh. Like, they hit you on the head with it, like, too much. Yeah. I like more subtle Did things. Did you get it yet? <laughs> yeah. So, like, my favorite horror films are Ari Aster's, so the one that does Hereditary and Midsummer, mm. because there's so many little things about his movies. And he mm. captures, first of all, he captures raw human emotion so perfectly. Right. Like, when you cry after losing a loved one, it's guttural. Right. And that's how the girl cries in Midsummer. But Super visceral, super, like... Just from the gut. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in the movies, too, though, he has very subtle things that, like, you won't pick up. So, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. At the end of Midsummer, um, she gets lifted up by the people that are at this commune. But if you look in the trees, the trees are shaped like her sister who died. What the heck? Yeah. The trees. Like, 
literally the trees are shaped like Wait, don't show me because i actually want to see that movie oh, okay well just envision it yeah that's so crazy yeah. it's and you wouldn't notice you wouldn't notice until you rewatch it i like, love rewatching it so if this is one of these those kind of, what did you say the director was uh, ari aster ari, okay yeah i love watching movies over and over and getting new <sighs> things from them yeah yeah he does it with hereditary too like uh you won't notice that someone is breathing mm-hmm. in, like in front of the shot until like you rewatch it dang in the dark <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing stuff and he really just like focuses like he has some pretty outlandish things but the whole concept of all of his movies is family and emotion right, right. and he captures it really well so uh, i'll keep an eye out random tidbits yeah. so we are almost out of time so wow that was fast i know right the show goes really quickly people dense. people are always like how do you do an hour of talking and i'm like my good, brain good company and good brain <laughs> yeah i love having guests on my show because i learn a lot about them and then also with what we were talking about with privacy and mm-hmm. like loneliness it's like you realize you have a lot more in common than you think oh yeah so it's like both of us like we talked about you know who we keep close like the impenetrable sense of doom that is our mortality yes. yeah <laughs> Which is like, love this show. <laughs> it, it's like, t- like, you're right. Like, it's very personal, but like, I think the format makes it feel so much more yeah. comfortable. Yeah, it's not like you're like in a psych ward <laughs> being yeah, asked yeah. like, hey, what are your thoughts about your own death? Like, <laughs> Psycho- psychoanalysis. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a serious thing because like, obviously... I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I always joke that, like, I'm true neutral with anyone. Right. Like, if you ever ask someone, like, what are your thoughts on Allie? Usually people just shrug. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's fine. And that's my opinion on most people is just, like, cool. Like, we communicate. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't not like them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyways, if anybody else listening, which all two of you, I love you, kiss, kiss. Um, if you want to be on the show, whether that's in person or through the phone, let me know because I love having people on. And then I'm hoping that I'll get some more faculty back on the show. So um, I had the opportunity to interview Dean of Cows, President Robbins. So That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I'm hoping they'll come back. And usually, like, obviously, I have to ask them about, you know, like what's this like you know like just general things about academics but i love asking them really random like questions weird, like getting a completely different perspective oh on yeah it. yeah like um <laughs> president robbins likes eminem <laughs> for weird. example <laughs> weird yeah he mm. he requested that i play lose yourself at the end of the interview so it's it's great that's a good song though <laughs> yeah if he played like stan like one of the stan i mean he could play He's Song. like, I'm an Ariana Grande stand. Yeah, well, yeah. That'd be really cool. I don't know. So, okay. Well, that's probably much, pretty much all the time I have. I'm going to let the next DJs get all set up, especially in this cool new booth. Yeah. So. Thanks for having me, Allie. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Alex. Uh, um, and next show, we'll have Nick live on air. He's been lurking in the background this rup, whole time. Rup. So, you guys are excited for this, I'm sure. So, I love having interns because then they're just like that crazy person taught me how to do camp barely <laughs> um so that's all i got enjoy the rest of your week and i'll be here next week don't have too bad of a quarter life crisis while i'm gone and stick around for the next show bye <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>